From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul Agents led by Son of Call Oh Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies Supergirl just flew on by We're chillin' watching Netflix How much time's gone by We're talking TV From Suits to Supernatural Talking TV Blacklist and the Rebels Sherlock's Big Bang went off from black True Detective bombed at second crack The Walking Dead Arrow and the Flash Get it a geek, this is DC TV Chat Week number 17. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, Terry. Hello. Good day. Look, we teased it last week that uh, Ben may not be part of our next week's chat. and or it ever turned week. Well, perhaps <laughs> he won't be back for the rest of the season, depending on how quick uh, we make up lost time. Ben is overseas. Do you remember where he was going? I know he was starting in London visiting his in-laws. he was going to be going to Spain because um, he got me and my hubby watching The Night Manager. Right. And there's uh, a big, massive, like, mansion and he, Ben said that where they're staying, they can see that huge mansion from that was in The Night Manager. I wonder if he booked, like, you know, backwards, you know, so if he started what he wanted to see from his hotel room and then it was just, okay, what's available there? <laughs> Rather than going from what I would do is like, okay, price, talk to me about cheap, 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 and just see what you can see. Well, he, he'd be having an abs- – I mean, I wish we could keep up with him on social media, but ever since that episode of Black Mirror – He's just – Yeah, he switched he's off. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I actually got to interview Bryce Dallas Howard for Jurassic World, and I mentioned, because she's the lead actress in that, and I mentioned that, and I said, your episode, fantastic, um, but that actually got one of my good friends to switch off social media. What did she say? Yeah, she was pretty surprised, but she, well, like, surprised, but I don't know if it's the first she's heard of it at the same time, because, yeah, it was that it was that kind of episode. My wife and I were talking about it the other night, and I said, oh, that's what got Ben off, and she's like, yeah, I don't think I need it anymore, like, she is from interstate, and she said if she didn't live interstate from her family and friends, she'd be straight off it because yep. it just sucks us all in. You it know? does. If I didn't have uh, business pages to manage, yeah. I'd be out too. Me too. Oh, that's why. That's my excuse. Getting yeah. a geek is my excuse and getting a gate. I'm like, oh, look, if I didn't have businesses and podcasts yeah. to run, I'd be so off it, which is a lie. <laughs> and, you know, and Twitter I love because of the American politics situation at the moment, so... So much good gear about what's going on in that political climate, so uh, keep it coming. And thank you to all of our US fans listening. Uh, but we are here to talk without Ben. Hopefully he's uh, catching up with the shows. Now he's got access to them, so hopefully he is watching. And we might get, uh, as the weeks go on, some notes sent over through him. Hopefully as little swearing as possible, because he was getting fed up with some of these shows towards the end. Um, in a slight change of pace for Ben and I... Legends, not so much. We were looking forward to that coming back. That's where we're going to start off. Technically, Legends uh, does come before Arrow and Flash uh, as far as how America play it. I don't know why here in Australia on Fox 8 it is filling in that empty Thursday night slot, so it slots in between Flash and Arrow. In the case that somehow chronologically these shows do overlap and we're going to watch them out of order as we go on, um, even though broadcast time disagrees with us, we're going to we're going to talk about legends first. So uh, as, as Ben well always we says, should. as well we should. The better of the three by far. 
Well, that's an interesting tease to the rest of our podcast, um, especially with my thoughts. Anyway, you can check out the time code if you uh, don't want to hear about legends or you want to uh, get straight to another episode and skip around and come back and yada, yada, yada. We'll be talking legends, then Flash, then Arrow. Let's get into legends, though, Terry. Yeah. Episode uh, 13 of Season 3, No Country for Old Dads. Hashtag dads. I'm a hashtag that father. That's what it was called, yeah, because it was all about... What does that mean? Well, you know, nice play on that No Country for Old Men, but it was just all about Damien Dark and all of a sudden he's got a teenage... Ang- like, his daughter was just like the evil incarnate every other week and now she's like a teenage, you know, angst sort of teen, uh, sort of daughter, that, you know, going around like, Daddy doesn't let me do anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I can stand on my two feet, Dad. And I'm like, where, who who are you? Yeah, because she's definitely not a teen. No, at all, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, uh, you got Ray. He's a little bit in love with her, Having which is kind of fun. Having said that, I think it's potentially a lead-in for her to switch That's certainly, ultimately. yeah. And she could be the secret weapon, I guess, because she's got that sort of direct access, quote-unquote, to, to Mois because he often, you know, navigates through her to get yep. into our world. And, and she's got... Um, what's her face's the totem. totem? Yeah, once she got it working. Yeah, yeah. It was a weird episode when it started off. You know, last week, even though she was dying, it started off with uh, Ray under, you know, her. Well, under imprisoned her. by. Her, well, he might. He wished by the end of the episode, but <laughs> under her imprisonment with her old man, and you're like, oh, that's right. Yep, yep. Bad, bad, bad. Evil, evil. Then come the end of the episode where she finally sort of embraces the totem and she's made a selfless act to save her father by telling him to let go of her so she could die. Then she yep. embraced the totem, became like a bird or some kind of flying animal and survived. And it was the triumphant music. <laughs> and I'm like, why are we celebrating this bad person? Like, she's been killing people. Yep. She's been trying to kill our heroes. Yet in the space of 40 minutes, we're supposed to really see it from her side. And feel sorry for her in a way. I found that a really interesting turn in one episode because, yeah, like you said, it might be getting that way that she could join the team. Well, not join the team, but certainly side with them against, yeah. her, against her old man. And even, um, like you said, you know, it was this this moment where, oh, you know, she's using the totem. It's awesome. But on the on the flip side of that, um, Amar- Amaya and... Zari, Zari. Yep. they're in that sort of nowhere land mm. and it's just basically gone dead yeah. because the totem has been used by, by an evil. evil person. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a bit of a conflicting message that they were... Yeah, I, I actually didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, half the episode, we're like, wow, look at look what she's doing. And then it was like, yeah, but she's happier now Yeah, because her old man's an arsehole. Now, you and I, we're big fans of 80s, 80s fashion, 80s music, all of that. Yes. Bring back the 80s. How do you feel about the 60s? And when I say that, how do you feel about Damien Dark's wig? Um, it was, that- um, pretty sure I wrote a note about that. Um, <laughs> it was absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> See, my wife doesn't watch these shows and I don't. I think she might have even come in a couple of minutes in, so she wasn't even sure of the, the time place you know, of, of that particular scene. But he pops up with that wig and she's like, Oh my god, are you serious? And I what? <laughs> thinking it might have had something to do with the idea that, you know, the toad and the shrink ray, whatever's going on. Yeah. I said, What? The, uh, the wig? She's like, Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, you're right. That is the most ridiculous thing in this episode so no, far. I beg to differ. Okay. The most ridiculous thing in that episode was Sarah's eyebrows. Oh no, they the skipped f- was with her eyebrows. <laughs> they skipped me right over. What happened? 
they were just like, because the first, I think the first scene, uh, it was kind of funny. No one actually realized that Ray was missing. It was yeah. kind of funny. But, <laughs> like he's been gone at least a couple of hours. Yeah. yeah. But Sarah's there and her eyebrows are like five times darker than usual. Right. And they're thicker. Like they've been really fully drawn in yeah. and... It's weird. It's like they have a life of their own. That's so it's, weird. I didn't even notice. Yeah. How could you I don't not? Know. <laughs> it was like that was the first thing both Jason and I said. What the f*** is with her eyebrows? Well, Sarah was... really didn't have anything to do in this episode except sort of had that except sort of awkward post-sex conversation with Ava. She really didn't do anything. And actually on that, with Ray being gone for a couple of hours, do we need to have a talk with Gideon? Because what what is she doing? She is this AI controller of the ship. She should have known. Ray takes the little sub-ship off. To, like, shouldn't she just, as the ship, tell the captain, hey, just so you know, um, yep, the little, the little jumper. Uh, Ray's taken that. Yeah. Not wait for a couple of hours, and they're walking around going, Ray, 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 Ray. Gideon, who can hear everything that's said on the ship, doesn't pipe in and go, oh, you're looking for him? Interesting. Um, <laughs> also, I know what's happened to him because I'm aware of everything in time. Like, he's he's been kidnapped in pirate times, so and now he's being held prisoner probably in 1960 or whatever, wherever they were when they had to go and make that assassination. Or in 2018, I don't know. But, yeah, questions. Um, yeah, Sarah really didn't have a lot to do, strangely. Like, it was it was weird they... Not weird. It was fun how they built on the idea of their those guys finally, you know, have, getting to have sex, I guess, uh, her and Ava, because, you know, Ava's just chowing down on all, these food, uh, all this food that was on the ship, and Sarah just like, oh, you worked up a bit of an appetite last night. <laughs> Boom, bumps her ass into her. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. We're not hiding this fact, which is which is, which is great. But then she did. Well, then she... They, actually, yeah. yeah, you're right. It was like, oh, yeah, we're just friends. Mm. It's like, oh, bitch, that's going to come back to bite you. But then come the end of the episode, now your mate, Rip, he is fully back into this show. He's got the trench coat. He's back with the so team. Excited. It's excellent. So excited. He says to Gideon, delete this file. Sarah About can never Ava. know what Ava yes. really is or what she's really done. Yes. Now, Ava up until this point was just... The a, truth about Ava. The truth she about Ava, yeah. The truth about she was like Ava. some two-dimensional, nothing antagonist to the team for a couple of weeks. Then all yeah. of a sudden, she's like, okay, you guys can do a few things right. Then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, by the way, I'm gay. Hey, you're gay. Let's have a relationship be because gay. we're the only two gay characters in the show, so obviously we have to get together, yep. which is fine. It gave her like it actually allowed that actress to smile as that character for once, which was a nice, uh, nice change. But yeah, all of a sudden she's got what this hidden past and dark side. Mm. What are we supposed to expect I out know. of that? I don't. And just the fact that like Rip's been gone for a while, mm. so if there's this file has been there, realistically, Gideon could have mentioned that a long time ago. Mm. So it's just weird that it's not until he comes on board and he's like, get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. When this week's writers come on and go, hey, here's something to Let's throw just, in the works. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, he's been teaming up with, with Wally. Wally. He's um, a total dick in this episode. He, he's, he has changed a bit. Like, I think the actor went through a fair bit of change outside the show as well. And I think he's trying to bring that to his character on the show. And obviously he's you know been with the monks. He's been learning to meditate, swears off the hero life. He doesn't need speedsters. Jesse dumped him. And then now he's, you know, somewhat part of the team, which is kind of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a different Wally. I'm excited to have him on the team. I mean, I'd, I'd like Constantine on there as well, but just to have a really cross mix of you know you've got these humans with like ray who's a human but has got a great suit and then yeah. these supernatural guys then someone with superpowers like wally then you've got again a different kind of supernatural element with with constantine it would be nice to have them all there because uh, wally as much as 
he's not on the flash at the moment, I don't get the feeling like he's going to stick around long term. Like you might see out the rest of the season because there's not many episodes left. But beyond that, I can't imagine that he's going to stick around for too long. But I don't know. How do you feel about him being on the on the team? Uh, Take it or I leave just, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this episode I kind of thought, uh, but you know, it, he might be better in. When they give him more to do, I guess. Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because he really only had that one moment to shine where he ran along and saved them from the rooftop, and you know, Dark having that moment. Oh, I hate speedsters, damn. Yeah, you know? yeah. That though, that scene. Um, yeah, they got Ray back, and hey, we can all celebrate. Yada yada yada. Um, now the only reason they were drawn to that point in time was because Ray basically what chucked a bomb or whatever he did into the Berlin Wall. So the Berlin Wall came down and that was earlier than it should. It was like some uber anachronism. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh my God, this is a big time error. They've come there. They they didn't fix that. No. Like we didn't see them fix that. <laughs> no. So they usually you know the anachronisms are because of them, but they've never like intentionally made them happen. Yeah. This he intentionally made it happen to let them know where he was, which is a great idea. I love the idea that he just went. It's not like he can leave a note, so he does yeah. something, and then boom, like seconds later but they was pop it out. Like, oh yeah, he was in the sixties. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot earlier. A lot earlier, yeah. and then that wall is like they they just completely forgot about it in the, in the episode. Not one mention of, hey, we should probably fix the Berlin Wall or I wish we would have popped up a second earlier before that happened so that he wouldn't need to. Yep. But why do that? Why start now three and a half seasons in? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was... I think, I think I'm getting on your side of the argument right now where I'm getting really over Damien Dark. Like, yep. as much as Arrow Season 4 sucked, I liked Damien Dark. I think Neil McDonough was having a lot of fun with the character. Yep. He had even more fun with it in last season's uh, Legends of Tomorrow. With, with the Yeah, the, uh, yep. the, the the Legion of Doom or whatever they were. That was, that was fun. But now they're just giving him such hammy lines to deliver and yeah. it's, it's like he's... I don't even know how to properly describe it's it. It's like he, I don't really know what to do with his character. Yeah. And they're He's just, just keeping him just there so they can stretch that storyline out. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now when it needed to focus on the daughter and he needed to be left, you know, somewhere like, oh, I'm going to go back and sort out my past self. You can't do that. What a, what could possibly happen? Mm. It's like, you've never worried about that before. And a character like Damien Dark, I feel like they could have fun with that. Like, they could have an interest... Like, he could change the... Right then, he was a hitman in the 60s. Yeah. He saw magic. He's like, oh, I've got to look into that. Like, that could have been why, because he saw his future self. You know, that could have been some change in his life in the direction or whatnot. To have him just sort of sitting back in the future, yada, 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 eventually comes back in time, and he's always catching up to them, just delivering such, I don't know, really stupid dialogue. I mean... I didn't overly enjoy this episode, to be totally honest. Like, I found a lot of things to like about it now that we've been talking about it. But I did actually watch Flash first. And for me, I really liked Flash. And so then to go to Legends, I don't know. It was just such a different tone, yeah. which it always is. But, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't as strong as the last couple of weeks of, of Legends where it was a nice welcome relief to all the other crap that was going on in the other shows as they sort of hit that mid-season lull. But, um, yeah, maybe for me anyway, Legends might have done that. This week. I'm trying to remember. The last word that I've written in my notes is grod. Oh, well, it yes. Was, it was at the end. Yeah. And obviously he was there, but I can't remember in what context. Well, okay. So, yeah, that's right. Ava was talking to her boss, the Asian bloke, and 
he's laying out like why you're working with Rip and what's going on. Oh, blah, that's blah, right. Blah. God killed them all. Yeah. And that made her the new the new director, director of the Time which Bureau. Is then why? Uh, what's his face has said the truth about Ava. Yes. Right. See, yeah. I. I wrote my notes around the wrong way. <laughs> I wrote God last. Yeah. Even though that thing kind of happened before. Well, pretty much, yeah. yeah it, it was right there. And yeah, you're right. Because we haven't seen Grodd since, what, episode four or five, I think, that Vietnam episode. Oh, I don't have my uh, old Legends? notes. It was, yeah. Oh, okay. But it was, a, it was a fair while ago yeah. in this season. And yeah, Dark grabs Grodd as like, hey, I might need you in the future. But then like crickets since then. Obviously, yeah, we had a bit yeah, of a, a yeah. break while Legends was off for a few weeks. But still to have him just not show up until like, ha ha, here he is killing Time Bureau agents. What for? We, no reason But yeah. at, at this point. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it was just, yeah, just something else peppered in there for, for no reason. And they're Time Bureau agents, which mm. means wouldn't they have kind of seen that coming? In a way, well, yeah, they possibly. Do with future, past, present. I mean, uh, they don't want to change the past. So maybe the future agents that weren't killed are like they know that, but they can't send a message back to change their own past. So, I mean, I don't know how their own rules work, but you, you would, yeah, you would yeah. think so. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> like that's the best and worst thing about this show is that it deals with time travel. It's my favorite thing, but then it kind of ruins time travel it does because they just change their own rules so often yeah. and you know it's it's depending on which writer which season they're working with which showrunner and whatever I don't know I mean I know Brandon Routh actually said recently that Legends works better when there are no rules and it's like does it though uh, sure because that's how you always work so it just means you're good or you're bad you've never got any rules but <laughs> alright rules or no rules I don't know how this will work into this chat but uh, let's talk Flash Odd notes. Okay. <laughs> we're up to episode 15 of Flash. Things. So we're into the back, I want to say, what, eight or nine episodes now. Maybe not even that. Maybe seven or eight. Flash time. I've never heard that term before. I read the synopsis of this before I watched it. It was uh, that Barry, Jesse Quick, and Jay Garrick enter Flash time to solve this issue. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah, yep. I really liked the way this episode started when it was, you know, two thirds, three quarters of the way through the episode, that scene. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? And it's very. If I pitch Matty listens, it's going to hate. And not that he was the first person to do this, but J.J. Abrams did a lot with the likes of Alias and Lost and things with, with those shows that he was uh, a producer on where you would start off at the end of, of the story and then they would go back and they'd tell you how they got up to there. Again, he wasn't the first to do it. Certainly won't be the last, but I, I think for this particular story, it was a real kicker of a way to start because immediately you were just waiting. And certainly when they... He's there going, I've been working so hard to RSI, I, I just cannot save this. I've done everything I can. And then post a little title stinger and it pops up eight minutes and 40 seconds earlier. And you're like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah, you're right. You're, you're the Flash. Like, you can do so much in, in no time at all. But all of what you've been doing is somewhere five to 10 minutes ago. And yeah. I, I'll go into it. But overall, I really, really like this episode. Thank Christ, because the Flash has sucked. <laughs> For the last month or so, it's been pretty bad. Yeah, it's. I mean, for me, it's the worst performing show this season overall, and it's a big disappointment because I do like the idea of the Flash, but uh, you know, I, I think the the episode where Devoe finally revealed himself to Barry, and I know you went part of that chat, but I said that's by far the best Flash episode so far this season, and for me, it was one of the top three, maybe top two episodes overall these shows for this year. 
This not quite as high, but certainly as far as Flash, it's the second best episode for me. Like it was, it was very Flash. It was it was insular. I think that's where this show really succeeds is when it's a science based show. Yeah, and they can have fun with shit that only the Flash can do. And some of it is just, why is this happening? Because science. And, yeah. well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but plot and show. I don't really care. I watch a lot of sci-fi. They make up their own rules. And it's called science fiction because it doesn't have to necessarily make every bit of sense. It's just pepper in uh, a concept, have enough of it make sense within its own universe, within its own rules and context, and then have fun with it. And I think that's what they did here. I loved it. Yeah. I I, I did like the the flash time sequences. Yeah. But I had a few issues with different, other different, um, other aspects of of this, the episode. Absolutely. Like the whole angst about Jesse's mother, and we've seen that that HR or Harry or whatever his name is for how long? And only now since we, season two, right? So, yeah. but now he's really angry and upset and blo- about Jesse's mum. Like, where on earth did all that come from, and yeah. why? Yeah, I just felt that was completely. Pointless. Yeah. Just to, I don't know, make him and Jesse seem more human, but we already knew that yeah, they were I think, human. Yeah, was... I think we've seen enough of them. Like you said, we've, this is the third season he's been a part of this show. He's yeah. the longest serving version of Harrison Wells that we've ever seen. Yeah. Jesse has been part of it for less time, but still a lot. And she had that relationship with Wally. She was obviously a very handy asset and ally, considering she was another Flash. Um, a whole different dynamic, just being one of the other very few female characters on the show. And she's very different to Caitlin and Iris. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think you needed to humanize them anymore. So I don't know what they were trying to do, unless it was just a way of getting to the end of the episode where you have that mind reader device mm-hmm. and and thought transference device. And what that's somehow going to... I can't imagine them just creating that just for that one scene because that's a pretty big tech piece of technology, yeah. you know, me projecting my thoughts and, and visions into your head. So unless they wanted that and they thought, well, this is a story worth telling, I, I would hate to think they only wrote that part of the story just to have an excuse to create that piece of tech. Yeah. But, yeah, every time it cut back to that, I'm like, is it? Do I, have I forgotten the reason why I should care about this? Like, I didn't... No, that was a thing. That, Same. Like, did you, uh, I, again, maybe maybe I should go back and rewatch season two and find out that, yeah, she died when Jesse was a year old and she has no memories of her mom and it's always been a strain in their relationship. But nothing triggered a memory about their strained relationship in this episode. No. It was like, okay, this is all new information. You're telling and, me I should care. Why? By the time right I now. do maybe care about it, you fixed it and now I don't care anymore. Yeah. And I'm angry that you made me care. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think the way that it started with that scene uh, pre-title, and then it goes, you know, eight minutes and forty-seven seconds earlier, and then you had Barry, you know, doing laps. I don't know what he's trying to get as fast as he could to then jump into a breach, you know, at the final second or or, or whatever he was trying to do. I'm still trying to work that out, and I'm sure we'll see now that he's accomplished what he did in this episode, how he's going to use that to accomplish what he was trying to do at the start of this. Um, but then him and Iris talking about how they had no time for each other and oh, their husband and wife and man and wife. And I'm like, please stop referring to yourselves in the third person like that. <laughs> um, I, I could have done without that in a way, I think just because I'm like, no, I love the, I love the tone and the urgency of that f- pre-title sequence. And then you're going back to the soppy shit that I haven't liked, mm. at least the way that you've done it for the last couple of weeks. So then it, it got into that 
sequence and flash time very soon after. I'm like, okay, good. Now, now you've you've started to go up again. I thought. Um, I mean, it seemed like a very convenient firefight. Like, it seemed like they were in a room somewhere. How do the cops all get in there and get their cars into that? Like, it was. I don't know. It was. Yeah. Poorly staged in a way. Like, I don't know how that firefight seemed to work and how they all got into that situation. But the main question I have about Flash time, because we always say, how does Flash work? How do his powers work? They're so up and down, and depending on who's writing the episode, what he needs to do for the story is to what he's able to do. Once he got into the Flash time, okay, cool. This is way faster than you've ever moved before. Mm. Fine. But it wasn't until probably halfway through the episode when they were, I want to say, back at HQ and at Star Labs and Jesse then ran off back to the warehouse. Oh, no, she went to go get Jay Garrick and she lightninged out of the room. And I'm like, hang on, you're already moving like so incredibly fast. Like not even a second has passed since that bomb triggered and you went into flash time. How she got into it when like Barry seems to instigate him in himself. Yeah. How she knew to do that, I don't know, but whatever. Um, she did. Who cares? They can react and like that. And she just, what, she automatically brings her, her, suit, her flash suit with her wherever she goes. Yeah, well, did, have she, has she got it in, like, has she got, like, a portable thing? Did her dad create that? Because I know that, obviously, future, fl- like, reverse flash, he had that one stage, he had it in a ring, I think. And that's what, in, in the comics, Flash has got. So he's always got his suit on him, and oh, he sort of okay. shoots it out of a ring. And it expands and whatever. And I want to say that one of the other versions of the Flash, or maybe even Barry, at some stage they've discussed that. So I thought the same thing. It was just like, hey, I've come over to see Dad, but yeah, I guess I should always pack that. You never know. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Um, But yeah, they're all in Flash time. And then she lightnings out of the room. So she's in super speed again. I'm like, and now you're going supersonic while going supersonic. So it's almost like, yeah, they've they've, they've jumped from... I, I. I don't know how they realistically always be in flash time because he is a speedster. So everything he does is actually it's like a version of flash time. Yeah, yeah. Because he's I, he would have to just to walk from here to here normally he mm. would be purposely making himself go in slow motion. I yeah. Guess. So then if he touches anybody, wouldn't that always automatically put him put them in flash time? Yeah. Because he naturally is. A speedster. Yeah, it was. Like, thinking way too much. No, no, no. I th- well, I think as much as I enjoyed this episode, it it begs questions being asked because yeah. it's obviously going to come into major play against Devoe. He said that he goes. Oh, now I know I'm fast enough to catch him. Like, obviously, like you lived out this entire episode in the space of one second. Like, it's of course you're fast enough, but it, yeah, I, I just there's there's so many questions around it because. He's only ever been able to get so fast in normal time, you know, fast enough still to open up a portal and go back in time or to go to another dimension, but never fast enough to reach flash time. Obviously he did in the court and he just seemed to switch it on. He goes, I don't even know how I've done it. Now, in fairness, they did say at one point he could bring other people into flash time. He goes, I've been able to do it ever since I came back from the Speed Force. It's like, yeah, but you never... You never did flash time before Speed Force, so how can you say it's only because of the Speed mm. Force that you're able to go into bring other people? He could have always other been able to do it, and yeah. but never Because Jesse could it. go into flash time. It wasn't a big deal for her, Yeah, but she couldn't bring other people in. She tried, but couldn't do it. And Jay seemed very, like, wow. He said that. He's like, oh, my God, how are you able to... Like, he didn't... He's had mm. years and years of this. But 
for mine, I, I could because we didn't see that lightning effect up until that moment. I think I just figured that once they were in flash time, that was like they were already moving as fast as they possibly could. Obviously, yeah. Then how do they then get just as fast as they would in normal time in flash time? And I don't know. Okay, oh, I don't know. Too much. Too many questions. <laughs> too many questions. But. I don't know. I, I liked it. Like there was a there was a lot of urgency about it. Like a, a nuclear goddamn bomb. Like it made no sense why this woman yeah, would who... just like detonate it for, to save her from getting arrested. Like, I'm sure, what she's not got people that could break her out. Like it was a very drastic, sacrificial decision. Yep. But really, like, and oh. even, the bomb was even more full on than someone as smart mm. as um shit. Who's the dude in in Arrow that we've been. Caden James. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot what his name was. Now, he was, you know, going to build a bomb and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And, but that was over a period of time. This person just, yeah, it was weird. Come across and, it. And I have written that 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 chick, I think Ben's right, and that is Barry and Iris's daughter. But the question is, why does she seem like a baddie? Yeah. Well, for, okay. I've been more than fine with that prediction because we've had nothing else to really go off. <laughs> And because the first time we saw her was at the wedding and she was so excited and clumsy and things. And it's like, well, she's gone back and she's watching her parents get married. If that's who she is, that's fine. That works. There's nothing about that that doesn't fit, but we've got nothing else to suggest that it could be something, that there's a greater chance it could be something else. In this episode, though, Jay Garrick's like, I'm I'm getting ready to retire from this old speedster thing. And then Caitlin said, oh, when are you going to retire or something? And he's like, well, I am training someone. And as soon as she's ready, I think that'll be the moment. And I thought, oh, he's talking about Jesse. So, like, yeah, because he's too. from Earth 3, right? They refer to go to Earth 3, I think he said to Jesse, and get Jay Garrick. So yeah. Jay's from Earth 3. Jesse and HR are from Earth 2. So why would Jesse then, in my mind, was like, oh, he means Jesse because she's a speed. No, 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 no. Not just because he's worked with her. She doesn't deserve to, you know, become his thing because she's already a Flash on her own planet. Like, he's not going to steal a Flash from one dimension, yeah. one universe, and take it to another just so he can retire. So who does he mean? And why drop that it's a she? Cool. We get another female character, another female superpowered character. Join the ranks. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to definitely be this uh, this mystery woman. But for her to appear in this episode, mere minutes, if that, after Jay referred to a female protege that he yep. was training, I'm starting to think maybe that's where she sits, somewhere she more in that angle. kind of baddish in... in- in that episode. Certainly the way that it ended, yeah. When, yeah. when she's like, I'm here to meet people. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And he's like, good luck with your meeting. I hope it goes well. And then, it already did. Or something, mm. you know. I and it was, remember. why are you, okay, what what charade are you dropping? You know, wh- who are you really when you're so happy and bubbly and I have up until this point thought that's who you really were. Yeah. And then, bang, no one's looking at you. And, yeah, you've got like a real evil tone about mm. you. So, yeah, I don't know. It's still up in the air. There's plenty of options, but I don't know. Would Jay know if he's been training this woman? She's surely been missing enough. Then again, maybe she just pops in and out, phases in and out of each universe to go and knock coffee over people and then goes back to Jay's and gets trained and he's none the wiser. But you would think too he would be aware of where his protege is. So, But again, why mention it? I just feel um, like it's there's, there's it's too many little nuggets there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think what I did like too about Flash Time and him being able to bring people in was that they're not able to sustain 
being in flash time yeah, for too long. Yeah, they can't long. really use their powers either because yeah. their powers aren't used to, well, moving that fast. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. So the fact that, like, he heard he bring in Cisco was first. And, and he then couldn't, Caitlin. And then Caitlin. And then HR was brought in. But just the idea that every time he brought someone in, you know, there was more time passing. And it was like, well... I can't use you again anymore. You know, they were like an expired battery and it was, you're done now. Thanks for your help. You didn't do anything. Not your fault, but you didn't do anything. But we as an audience go, we can't use Cisco now. He can't use Cisco's smarts. Even though Cisco couldn't breach, he could have maybe asked him a science question two thirds of the way through the episode now that he knew more. And Killer Frost couldn't do anything. So, okay, well, you're done. And then HR, he'd been used up and it it just gave the episode... A greater sense of urgency because and and stakes that no one can help. Yeah. And then even when the speedsters fell away, like Jay's there sweating from the moment he got there, and he's like, "I can't do this. I got to yeah. I got to rest my legs." I thought he was getting sick. I, I thought he's gonna die. Yeah. I'm like, what the freaking hell's going on here? Yeah. And then uh, Jesse did the same thing, and then Barry, you just knew he was pushing himself. Like it was more of a mental thing by that stage that. Yeah. His body was tired, but he was pushing himself on. And then when he did get to Iris at the end, and he's like, I just can't do it. I can't save us. And she's like, what do you mean? You know, you, you of course you can. You always figure it out. And just that one line for like a second, and he just sort of collapsed in her arms. He's like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And even though we as an audience know that it, it, we've pretty much been watching an episode in real time, mm. it could also be like one of those episodes of TV shows where – days repeat themselves you know we spoke about one on our show uh get in the gate recently uh where window of opportunity episode or you know a grand had those situation yeah, there was a legends episode legends episode too. recently yeah too yeah, yeah. and it um it, the days repeat itself and by the end of the episode you're not sure that you've actually seen the character live Sleep. out the same day as many times as they have yeah we might have seen 10 but they've lived it out five, six hundred, a yeah. thousand times. And haven't slept that whole time. Yeah. And I didn't get that, that idea from Barry. I, f- I feel like we'd watched everything that he'd done, except the transit, you know, walking between uh, Star Labs and, and that warehouse. We missed out on all the unimportant stuff, but really we'd been watching that in real time. But because he'd been moving so fast that entire time, of course, it's going to take it out of him. But I liked that we've finally seen him physically drained because we've yeah. never seen that before yeah. we've seen him beaten but he's never actually been able to not go on any further and then to go back all the way to episode one and have the speed force and their little dummy ball come back into play and yeah that was cool that he was even faster than the speed force itself and and just watching that you know the cgi is not so great but it looked like a comic cell where everyone else is standing still you got the flash moving so fast you got the lightning that's chasing him yeah and then he does the you know that sick move chucks the ball into the into the back of the truck lightning explodes it and boom you know and that, and they said to jerry at the end of the episode I was going to ask you that like oh so are we good now like just there's a speed force considering it thought that that ball was for all intents and purposes barry right. it gave away his sort of like unique signature does it think barry's dead now like shouldn't it think that barry's dead because what it thought was barry is now gone or is now barry's real signal still existing in earth and it should be coming after him i don't i don't know how important that's going to come into it part of me thinks and maybe most of me at the moment thinks that that is them doing away with the speed force being a threat at the moment it's just like, hey, a, a, cop out thing. a little bit maybe. Yeah. And it's like, well, at least you did something with it. It wasn't just like they got, an, you know, 10 episodes down the track and went, hey, um, because it's been three months, the Speed Force doesn't care about you anymore. <laughs> so I like that they, the that they touched on that. The statute of limitations on the Speed Force. Yeah. 
like imagine they exist across all space and time but yeah after three months nah we don't care anymore we're fine <laughs> i feel like in many ways we could keep talking or keep asking questions about this particular episode as if we were in flash time and we thought we had all the time in the world but we probably <laughs> should get on um this might have been the one that maybe Ben would have loved to have talked about uh, most. So hopefully he'll he'll send back some thoughts anytime soon. And look, we'll share them with you if, you're, if they're interesting, but let's not joke <laughs> around. All right, let's talk about Arrow. Right. All right, episode 15 as well for uh, season six, Doppelganger. Um, look, no secrets about what this was about. You know, we hinted at the end of our last podcast and it wasn't even the way that I that I saw the end of last episode of Arrow, but you guys definitely did, and it made so much more sense that <laughs> does Black Siren now actually think that she is Laurel? And I said, that would be nope, an, she's yeah. a liar. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, that would be an interesting way. That's probably where they're going to go is what you said, but it would be interesting. And it's like, no, nah, within two minutes, you know, she's just a lying bitch. Yeah. You know, she did it very convincingly. I love that her, daddy, like that. what Laurel actually called her dad was daddy, you know. And and the way that she she saw Oliver and everything she said was very Laurel. Obviously, it's the same actress. She knows how to play the role. But <laughs> I just thought, really, like, what a not a, even a great cliffhanger, but what an, a potentially interesting cliffhanger you ended on last week. And then it, within a minute, it's like, yeah, no, we're not going that yeah, far. Yeah, exactly. So I was a bit pissed off from the get go. While Flash got me straight away, this sort of had me off straight away. I was like, you could have had fun with this. Maybe even had a whole episode around it. Now that I say that, really, we've been discussing for weeks and weeks now, is she going to go good? Is she going to be bad? You know what? I'm glad they did it the way they did it uh, <laughs> early on that they didn't bullshit. But why end last episode like that, though? Gave a, yeah, gave a promise of something interesting with her character. Yeah. Otherwise, we could just be done with her. If only. <laughs> <laughs> so does Doppelganger, is it just purely about, about Laurel? Because, I mean, she had a part to play in this episode, but... It wasn't like she was the focal point. Like I, I, I want to say that doppelganger is, you know, is that what Diaz is, you know, to to Oliver? Except he's not really the doppelganger. He's more like the opposite of him. But what I really liked about this halfway through, I think it was when, um, what am I doing? I'm about to go into a scene involving him. F-ing Roy's back, man! Holy shit! Yep. Wow! Yeah. Okay. Uh, he looked different. He did. Yeah. He's. He's. I think he's. And I mean, in a, in a, in, a, in a nice one, I beefed wouldn't mean up. it. I wouldn't mean it in a degrading way, but yeah, I think he's put on weight. I think he's beefed yeah, up. Yeah, because I saw his He's like thick around the neck, like he's been hitting the gym hardcore. This bloke. Yeah. Because yeah, I saw his name, Colton Haynes. I, was, I said to Jason, "Oh, oh you saw it, You're right? Yeah, Roy's yeah. gonna be in this episode." And when he showed up, I'm like, "Is that Roy?" Yeah. It doesn't look like Roy. <laughs> yeah. And what I liked about the way they shot it too, it wasn't like this big reveal. Like we, the first time we quote unquote saw him was in like Heat Vision. Yeah. In um in uh, Diggle's um, helmet, and then all of a sudden we're just in the room and he's being punched like it was like a character that was in last episode or like Renee had we not have seen him since he got his ass beat and then all of a sudden he's now in this room, there wasn't a big deal made about it. But I, I like that as when I think about it as some weird fan that these stories, these worlds, these these universes exist parallel to our own. Like that's a yeah. real thing. And you know if Ben walks back in after after two months, you know, comes back to our podcast after his big holiday, we're not going to have like an audience reaction clapping or like big <laughs> triumphant music. It's just like, no, that guy just come back, you know, that that's where his story has taken him. So I liked that it wasn't this big thing, but then I'd forgotten. It, it's been three years since we've seen this bloke. Oh, has it been that long? It was I season three. I think they three. actually did mention that in the episode, but yeah. I didn't really realise. 
Yeah, because I, th- I I want to say it was them because I remember in season four at one stage, uh, Damien Dark had like some army on a on the docks somewhere, and they panned along all of his little minions. And I paused it. I'm like, oh, that that's Roy. Roy. Oh my god, he's yeah. undercover. And I told you guys, and I'm like, you're you guys are like, no, you're crazy. And I screen grabbed <laughs> and I showed you. And when I showed you, I knew I was wrong. <laughs> he looks nothing like Roy. So yeah, man, like. It's it's cool to have him back. I mean, hopefully he's sticking around. Like he didn't he didn't run off at the end of the episode, but um, yeah, really cool to have him back. But when when Diaz was was not even beating his ass, but mentally like torturing him, and I'm like, yeah, you're a, you're a real bad guy. Like you're you're old school Arrow. Like while I was hoping season six would be that great return, you know, post supernatural bad guys and, and all that crap, and even people who wasn't supernatural like Prometheus. But just getting back to what Arrow was in season one, I didn't like the melodrama stuff in season one, but I liked the the, the dark and gritty, the you know, type of bad guys yeah. that it was, and the fights. You know, I actually watched an, a season one episode the other day, and again, watching Oliver just flat out killing people, putting arrows. You have failed this city, boom, pinning people to walls with arrows. Yeah, like old school, brutal, violent Arrow, and I think that Diaz is a window back to that sort of style like he's just he's a bad guy he's a gangster he's some kind of like big overlord criminal who wants to take over the city he doesn't just want to blow it up because every bad guy wants to do that's Mm -hmm. so cliche you know he's not some supernatural idiot and magic and all that sort of shit he's a crime lord he's taking over the police he's infiltrating the the governments uh, locally you know just a person that could be shot he is yeah but that's and it's like okay cool you've got to find an interesting way to not beat you. And that moment where Oliver and Thea had arrows on him, Roy's in the back of the truck. Yeah. He says, Speedy, take him away. She drives off with Roy. Those two are safe. Diaz is right there. You mm. know what a bad guy. You've been talking all episode. He is the guy that has been pulling the strings. Yeah. Even behind Caden James' back. For the last six months, that guy's been the problem. He's now infiltrated the police. Old school corruption. I'm like, dude, kill him. Mm. Just go bite the bullet, put aside your morals and your little rules and being someone else. I'm not that other guy. <laughs> I'm and so sick of that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think Tommy would forgive you for this one. You mm. know, you changed the murdering ways after season one for Tommy because he didn't like who you'd become. He'll probably be all right. Just put an arrow in this bloke. The, the cops already hate you. You've already got enough heat on you as the mayor who's been accused of being this bloke. Yep. An extra murder's not going to hurt you, mate. <laughs> And then you can whittle your way through corruption. You've, you've cut the, the the head off the snake. But he's like, hey, you know you can't get me. That's why you told her to drive off. You know that, don't you? Drops the arrow. And I'm like, why do you know that? Yeah. Why? Like, arrest his ass now. Use that. Use the arrow that wraps the cable around him like he did the Thea 20 oh, minutes that ago. that was cool. That was actually like a look for Oh, it. and he has, he has a firework. Yeah, he's got everything. Has. He's got everything. He's I like love it. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's like Batman. Um, yeah, so... He is a man that can be beaten, and that's the kind of bad guy that I want Arrow to face. But you need to give us reasons as to why he can't be beaten. Yeah. You know, you had Malcolm Merlin in season one. He was just a great fighter. Diaz is a great fighter, but have them fight, and he gets the better of Oliver. Not when he's standing five but meters no away. No one should be getting the better of Oliver. Well, Who's no. Who's Ra's Ghoul? He's Yeah, no. He shouldn't. They shouldn't. You're right. And that's why I was glad last week when he kicked Renee's ass. That was good. Like... It wasn't even a big fight. It was very quick. I was like, I don't have time for this. I'll do what I've always been able to do to you. But <laughs> I think a fight would be better than just like, hey, you can't beat me. Yeah, you're right. I can't. 
and then Batman's out of there, you know, mm. fires an arrow into I don't know what, because there wasn't a building towards no. where he flew at the end. So maybe it was a crane, but then he's in a crane. Like, where do you go to? For, I don't know. Whatever. It just looks cool. It's like an old Spider-Man video game I used to play, and you could never get to the top of buildings because it was, like, too foggy, but you'd be going through just, like, firing webs into the sky, and you'd be nowhere near a building. But it's like, well, obviously I need to get through the city, so... <laughs> Don't need anything to get... As long as you can't see that it doesn't get onto anything, we'll never know. So, yeah, it... Uh, there, there were good there were good things about this episode, for sure. Definitely better, I think, than the last couple of weeks. I liked, too, that um, uh, Donna, uh, you know, she's not being such an idiot about things. She's like, yeah, I'll put aside the fact that I want to kill Laurel. I can put that aside because we've got bigger shit to worry about, you know? And her and Quentin having that, like, we don't trust each other, but we've got to work with each other. Yep. And there was no... You know, there's no glares every two minutes. Like I can't wait to betray you or anything. They just, they just got on with it. And even her and Oliver having moments. But then at that great moment at the end, he's like, she's like, oh, fine, I'll do this just once. He goes, no, 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 you don't trust me, so I don't trust you. I'd rather be undermanned than have you on the team. <laughs> Mike Drop walks out of the room like, dude, <laughs> you're not winning her back with that sort of shit. And that's that. Maybe that's fine. I don't know. So, are you look? You've been a massive supporter of Arrow. Um, <laughs> So far. <laughs> so how did you overall see this? Is it better than the last couple of weeks? Marginally. Mm-hmm. Look, I did like um, Roy being back in. I think that's the only thing I liked about the episode. Because even like, you know, uh, Laurel was pretending to be on their side and then right at the very end she texts him and and I'm just like, oh, really? Yeah. It's just so predictable and I'm yeah. Just over all the pretending and the um, the obvious backstabbing, and it's obvious to us, mm. the audience. But I don't know. I'm 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 just really over it. <laughs> really over it. All right. What? Where? Where have we sat before this episode as far as the uh, League of Assassins go? Because were they done for? It was just that Ray had been killed with. Well, Merlin took it over. And didn't he change it? He it wasn't going to be the League of Assassins anymore. It was going to be something else. Yeah, maybe. And then they had obviously issues with that. But and then he died. And yeah. So when that when that woman showed up at the end, who I thought was going to be Nisa, like same like skin yeah, complexion, yeah. takes the mask off. It's not her. And she's like, I have found the offspring of Rachel Rule. Yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. Like it was again just there to be a really annoying cliffhanger. Like. I don't know that we needed to end this episode on Roy and Thea about to have sex, but <laughs> that probably would have been less. Even remember that. Absolutely, would have been less annoying than have that scene. You're like, oh, they're going to get back together, and then cut to outside, and you've got a an archer watching on the roof, going, "Yes, tease for next week. We're going to watch next week anyway. Mm. Like, story's not finished, but yep, <sighs> I can't have everything. <laughs> Sometimes you can't have anything, but whatever." <laughs> All right, well, dare we get into... Uh, let's get into the scores first this oh, week. I oh, I, I do know. I think it's been very clear so far, so I'll go first. Um, bottom of my week this week uh, is Legends, which is a big change from how I felt the last couple of weeks where I've really liked how different and why it was so different than the other two shows. Um, this it, this week, it just didn't work for me that way. If anything, that, that worked to its detriment. I, I don't know... 
I, d- I can't pinpoint exactly. The one thing that keeps sticking out to me is Damien Dark and just hamming stupid lines. But maybe just watching Flash first, that set a bit of a standard for me because yeah. I loved that episode and then it dipped down for Legends. So it would be interesting if you hadn't, like if you'd watched it in the correct order, whether you're... Yeah, maybe. You had the same opinion. Yeah. So I'll, I'll endeavor to watch it correctly. I think just because <laughs> it was first on my IQ box and I'm like, all right, it's two minutes in, I realize I've done the wrong thing. I'm like, ah, I'm here already, whatever. Um, yeah, so Legends on, on the bottom, uh, Arrow second and Flash in first place for me. All right. My score is completely different to yours. <laughs> well, isn't this uncharted territory, Terry? <laughs> Um, I'm actually going to go Flash first. Um, I thought all three were a bit average episodes, yep. but I really did think, as much as there are a lot of things about the Flash episode that made no sense and was completely pointless, the the whole Flash time thing was kind of very cool. Yep. And obviously that was most of the episode. So I thought that was cool. So that's number one. Legends is number two. And I'm putting it at number two because... I still kind of enjoyed it. I am sick of Damien, yeah. but I still enjoyed it over Arrow. Do you think Miles is going to start actually coming into the show? Like, are we going to see him next week? Do we need to see him next week just to keep him relevant? Because, you know, we tease what a great bad guy he was going to be heading into the break. And then since then, it's just like, it's yeah, Damien. Nothing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I could actually answer that question because I know, but I'm not going to tell you. You've seen next week. How I dare have. you? You had a couple of sort of teasing questions, and I was like, "Do I answer those?" (laughs) No, I've seen the following week. I appreciate you then biting (laughs) your tongue. I tried really, really hard to just keep a poker face. You just be glad that Ben isn't here because he would not forgive you for this. I know everything's a spoiler. He would now go back into this podcast and analyze every time you said something and didn't say something. And what does that? What does that mean? Oh, okay. So, yeah, Flash, Flash on top. Legends. And then it's a, yeah, a tie, really, for second and third. Without Ben, it's very hard to, uh, if we're going to change, if we're going to have different orders, this really isn't going to work without Ben. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Flash clearly on top, which is good. I'm happy because I think going into Season 4, I was very worried that it was going to follow suit to Arrow Season 4 and be the worst of its run so far. And it absolutely has been. I think even if every week ongoing is excellent, it still won't be able to fully recover Mm-mm. from the first 12, 13 episodes where most of them pretty terrible. But I'm happy with this. I don't think they can stick with such insular stories for very long because eventually they're going to have to fix up this this DeVoe business. But hopefully they can find room to have at least a couple of these because I think that's where Flash really does shine is when it's a, a science show. Maybe Legends shines when it's a fun I don't give a shit about what we're talking about show and Arrow is probably best when it's just balls to the wall violence killing people and uh, I don't know I don't think it's going to get back there entirely but there's there's signs there's signs I wish we had good signs (laughs) for all the shows in one week so we just come in here we're all positive but I'm happy to do it for one and a half slash two shows this (laughs) week we'll see how we go uh, next week did you have a best or worst it doesn't matter if you don't um, the arrow that he fired at Thea that grabbed her that was cool that was very cool that was kind of cool yeah yeah, I, I like when they bring in the, the, the one-off or the experimental arrows. So that firework thing was like, of course you've got that. Like, yeah. I'm sure it you don't carry that around every corny. week. Yeah. But uh, I like that you've got that. I like that you've got the cable one. You know, like, thank God he hasn't had the need for 
you know what he had back in you know the seventies and eighties comics, like where once you know he fires and it's got a a, a boxing mitt on it, and so he knocks someone out <laughs> with a boxing glove. You're like, of course you carry that around. Like, surely that's taking up a lot of room in your quip. What? Okay, whatever. He's yeah. not doing that at the moment. So, all right. Well, we'll be back next week to talk DC Week 18 uh, for next week's DC TV chat right here on Get Into Geek. We've also got other TV chats. A uh, high pitch, Maddie and myself over on the Marvel side of the uh, comic book universes, uh, talking Agents of Shield and uh, the Gifted, the X Men series, which uh, Maddie is. Of course, and uh, plenty of movie reviews as well coming out in the next couple of weeks. Actually, we're not too far away from Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, you know, I mean, hey, we could be talking Mission Impossible too, just because I'm so freaking excited to see that. Because Tom Cruise is a madman. There's another Mission Impossible. Okay, so you're really excited to see it. I didn't even. Well, I- <laughs> Didn't know. <laughs> no, just that time. Is this time, the one like, where he jumped on the building and he he actually hurt his broke knee? his ankle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this one. Right. Yeah, and they've kept that in. I love the guy. I know he's a madman. I love Tom Cruise because of his insanity, and so I can't wait to see Mission Impossible. It's Mission Impossible Fallout. And, and is that a play on words? Because that is that the fourth Mission Impossible? Sixth. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Pretend I didn't even say that. <laughs> no. Well, it's understandable. You think of the, the first movie came out in 96. So imagine oh, no someone way. pulling him aside in 96 going, yeah, so oh, what are you doing in 20 years? Well, you're prepping for Mission Impossible 6. He's like, oh, so clearly, clearly my career's uh, went downhill. No, 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 not really. It's just these movies are really kicking ass and you keep making them. Oh, what am I doing? Am I doing like a cool like jump out of a window like I did in this movie? Exactly. What are you doing? I'm jumping from 24,000 feet. Oh, that makes sense. Like, he's 50 friggin' five or something. He's a madman. Wow. Anyway, I say we might be talking about that movie. I've just sprayed love about him for about it, but... minutes that I didn't have to use. We're definitely talking about this. So uh, stay tuned to everything um, we're doing here on Get Into Geek with the social media. If you still are on social media I after am... that Black Mirror oh, episode. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And you can plug away where we where can we find you terry i'm on instagram tez mcles yeah and not just to you know catch up with what you're doing but that's your business too which is kind of cool no, you run tez stuff through your business. Isn't my business you don't you don't promote any of your business I've, through there uh not really so you got I two accounts i've got bowling. three i have three holy christ you're, you're actually accounts. doing better than i am so plug away it's exhausting so whenever you're not watching these shows and wasting your time talking to me about them <laughs> You actually got a pretty cool little, not even like your work. It's like my a des- side yeah, thing what you do. Yeah, it's not my day job. It's your hobby. If I, count, if I count my day job, I have four Instagram accounts. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. How are your fingers? How are your thumbs? They still work properly? Oh, no? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm old, so I don't do the thumb thing. I, I swipe with my index finger. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Give it so- up from the thumb. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> So yeah. where can we uh, where can we find you? What's the business going oh, on? Because okay. surely there'd be a few people out there who'd be interested. I yeah, reckon. so we've got Gypsy Apotheca, mm-hmm. and we have Tie the Knot Wedding Cords. If anybody's getting married out there, well, that's a business that's not going anywhere. So I am on Mitch underscore Lewis uh, Twitter and Instagram. If you want to come talk to me about any of this geeky shit, love to do it. And also get into geeks a uh, little side show. Get into Gate. We're talking Stargate. It's a bit of a nostalgic show. Obviously, there's no new programs coming out. Actually, well, there was. And it was shit. So we're talking about the old one, the good one, Stargate SG-1, introducing a new fan, that being Reese from Get Into Geek, to the show, one episode every week. So I jump on uh, the podcasting channels onto Get Into Gate. We'll catch you there, and we'll catch you back here for more DC TV chat on Get Into Geek next week. Bye, Terry. Thank you. Thank you. GetIntoGeek.com.